You're listening to the Creating Healthy Families podcast, a podcast designed to prompt purposeful relationships in your family. Now, here's your host, Link Taylor. Hey, folks, welcome to our podcast, Creating Healthy Families. So glad you are choosing to be with us today, whether you're a first time listener or a long time listener. Over the past 12 episodes, this is episode 13. So glad you're here and you're choosing just to uh, to listen today and, and prayerfully be encouraged, challenged, inspired uh, to live intentionally as family. And that's the goal of this podcast is just to look at uh, all facets of family and intentionality, living with purpose, maybe through the lens of uh, in a marriage relationship or in the lens through uh, through the lens of a parent. And that's what we are doing today. And today we have our guest is Brad Smith. Brad, welcome. Thank you, Link. Thanks for inviting me. Let me be a part. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Brad is our children's minister here um, at the Brentwood campus, overseeing all facets of of that ministry, first grade through fifth grade. Brad's got a... Uh, a passion for coming alongside families, encouraging, equipping, and uh, and I see it also lived out in his life uh, as a husband and as a father. And so, Brad, so glad you're with us. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I am married uh, to my wife, Cassie. Uh, we just this past November celebrated 15 years. So we hit the 15 year mark. Boom. That was a, was a goal. If we can make it 15, surely we can make Did it. Did you take care of her? Did you? Oh, absolutely. And- absolutely. We went to Disney World. So wow. I mean, that's, Man. what do you do? I can't follow that up Boom. after that. But no, we've been married 15 years uh, and uh, been just a blessing all, all the way all the way around. Just a, she's a wonderful wife. Uh, she puts up with a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, I love her a lot for that, if nothing else. But she um, is a guidance counselor at a high school here in uh, Williamson County. So uh, she has her stuff that she deals with at, uh, with school and different things there. Then we have two boys. Um Aiden is 13, will be 14 next month in February. And then I have Brady, who's nine, and uh, he'll be 10 in just a couple weeks, actually. Awesome. So we're about to have both of them in double digits. Yeah. you got a fantastic family. Love your boys. We've been on, we've been on family mission trips together and enjoyed uh, spending the time with your with your with your sons uh, and your family. And so, uh, well, everybody has uh, kind of uniquenesses to their to their family. Mm-hmm. Some are capital U uniqueness, maybe some or small letter U uniqueness, but, uh, but tell us about what, what's unique about the Smith family that, yeah. uh, that kind of through the lens of some things we can talk about today yeah, that absolutely. would kind of be beneficial for our listeners to hear. Yeah. So our family, um, we're normal in most senses, except for how God kind of put our family together. Uh, we uh, tried for years to be able to have children on our own and that was not something that uh, we were able to kind of uh, do and so we uh, explored through the option or through the the process of adoption and so both of our boys are actually adopted uh, so Aiden we adopted him at the age of three and uh, that was really kind of one of those uh, unexpected moments where we got a call on a Tuesday from a friend uh, and then we met a birth mother on Friday mm. and brought him home on Monday wow. so in a matter of seven days, we had a three-year-old that we were not expecting at all. And then on, at the same time, we had been going through the process, and it's a whole other story about embryo adoption. Um, 
And so we had begun that process of, of doing the embryo adoption. Uh, and so right after we adopted Aiden, uh, a month later, uh, Cassie was pregnant through embryo adoption. And so in a matter of 10 months, we got a three-year-old and a baby um, that joined our family. Wow. So, so that's how God sort of blessed us. And uh, so that was a, a very unique time, a stressful time. Yeah. Uh, it kind of pushed us uh, as a family. Never had kids, and all of a sudden you got two, and one of them is a three-year-old. So it was it was different. It was unique. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, that has, uh, I know, uh, provided uh, challenges and uh, and sensing a blessing from God and just all, mm-hmm. the, all those things. But what does um, – you know, you being a husband and a father, um, you know, you've been in children's ministry for almost 20 years now. 20 years. And so you've worked with hundreds, maybe thousands of families in different mm-hmm. ways. Different, yeah, absolutely. Through different churches and cities you've lived in. And you understand the pressure points of families. You understand mm-hmm. um, the the role that a father can play mm-hmm. uh, in the life as the family unit, family identity, uh, the health of that family, but the, the the role the father can play, you know, with their children and all that. But tell us what what are some things you've you know? And we don't have hours on our podcast. We'll we'll get you back, but uh, just pinpoint some things. What what do you see the opportunities you have? What are those opportunities that Brad Smith has as a father? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you know we can talk about being a husband too, but mm-hmm. uh, that you see that you that you can play in the lives of your yeah. of your family. Well, I think uh, the biggest thing is just the intentionality um, that you have to show um, as a father and as a husband, um, and the intentionality of of time of how you uh, how you spend with your kids and what you do with your kids and. Um, uh, and before all of that, the intentionality of how I love on my wife, um, I can uh, I can be honest and say that you know when we brought our our oldest home at three, um, he he was unverbal at the time when we brought him home. So when wow. so the only way that we were able really to communicate with him was through actions and love and just expressions of love. Hmm. And so through that, um, we had to be intentional with how I loved my wife um, and. We're like any other normal couple. Uh, and when you have arguments and you're going to have arguments when you get home and different things, um, that impressed on him. He knew there was a difference. He got to a point where he saw what I was loving on my wife and he knew when I was upset and we were angry and arguing mm-hmm. and he would come up and hug me and say, don't, don't argue, don't argue. And so just the intentionality of how I love my wife shows them modeling to them long term, how ultimately we're supposed to love others, but how they should treat uh, women uh, in the future as well. And so just how I do that uh, is a simple intentionality of of how I love on her. But but then just of how I how I love on them and what I do for them and things that they're passionate about. And how do I come alongside them you know my oldest he's a he loves outside he's a creative guy he loves to draw he loves to dream so he likes to be outside we like to go hunt we got to go fish we do those things my youngest he loves outside but only if he has a ball in his hand so he's he's gonna have a football or a basketball so what can i do there to build on that and encourage him to you know to be christ-like in everything that he does as well so um, just the intentionality of things is um is really important uh, and that's the impo- that's the opportunity that we ha- that I have is is to be able to yeah. breathe into them that way. It's a powerful um, 
moment when we we grasp the the role that we have as fathers mm-hmm. and um and, you know that can really set a trajectory for our kids lives and understanding belonging and you know mod- we're modeling out what it looks like you know the mm-hmm. And also modeling out how to redeem things <laughs> when we mess up. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I kiddingly ask you as we were kind of thinking through this, Brad, tell us the regrets you have <laughs> as a father. You know, I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. Volumes. <laughs> yeah. Volumes. But it, it's interesting. You talk about intentionality of how intentional we can be when we redeem how we mess up, mm-hmm. maybe even in, in a spouse with our, with our spouse or with our own kids. kids like see when, it. Yeah. yeah. Decisions we make in parenting, and we realize, okay, that was that was an epic fail. I was stressed out on something totally different. I did not need to bring that home, or Mm -hmm. or I misread the relationship, what was happening, or whatever it is. And and yeah, how we can redeem and restore this instead of just moving on, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because because that's going to happen. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're we're gonna we're gonna do things wrong, but even in those moments, those can be teachable times. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I love hearing. you know how, especially when you begin to realize, I'm modeling to my kids. I mean, they're seeing it, mm-hmm. and it may be things that even when our listeners are, and even us now talking about it, we're aware of it. But in the moment, sometimes in the day to day life, you know, out there outside mm-hmm. the studio, um, we don't. Sometimes we, it's just not at the top of our. Mm-hmm. Our thinking, and uh, and so it's always good to to see that we're modeling. So, okay, in these opportunities, and and we're we're trying to live it out in the day to day craziness of life, of jobs, and and the air conditioning going out, and the yarding to be, I mean, all these things that are happening in life. Uh, we're trying to do these things, but there are some threats. You know, there are some there are some obstacles that we ha- all have to overcome uh, to 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 fight through it. Because if we just allow the culture to to provide, because it's going to provide obstacles, mm-hmm. the day to day life is going to provide obstacles. Mm-hmm. But if we don't see the bigger picture and fight through it, uh, you know, we're we're not going to be doing the intentional things that we see as best. So, mm-hmm. talk to me about some of the obstacles or threats, maybe in your life mm-hmm. or just in general things you've seen in twenty years of children's yeah. ministry. I think uh, one of the biggest, probably right at the top of that list, as far as an obstacle goes, it's it's a it's a it's a one word answer, and it's time, uh, because we all have the same amount of time in our day, um, and how we use that time um, is where the uniqueness for our families, for individuals, really comes to play out. Is how do we use that time, um, and mm-hmm. you know, and that's where the intentionality comes into play. Um, but there, there's all of those things in life that come into play. We have work, we have, um, sporting activities we have, um, and in our situation, both of us work. So, you know, my wife is bringing home, um, the stresses of dealing with kids right, yeah. that are dealing with their own issues. And so, and we both bring in for us, our family, we both bring in working with families that are dealing with issues when we have our own issues to deal with. So we have to be careful about that. And how do we, how do we how do we protect that time with our families? How do we uh-huh. make sure that when we come through the doors and our kids see us that it's about them? And yeah, and it's not leftovers. Too. Yeah, it's not. Man, that's yeah. that's something. Yeah, my wife and I had some good discussions way back. Is is I do not need to give the leftovers mm-hmm. because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if we're not intentional, that's yeah. what we do. Yeah. And, and let's just call it for what it is. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and you know, in in this past year, we had a um, I had a time with my youngest Brady. 
Um, and we were uh, in the, the throes of summer and the throes of, you know, finishing, we were finishing up school and getting ready to go into the summer and then, um, look to the, you know, to the rest of the year. Cause we're, we're organizers. We have to be planned out because we have so many things that we have to get done. And in the middle of the summer, kind of the beginning, middle of summer, we were talking about all the stuff that we had going on as a family, whether it was church or just in general family. And uh, Brady looked up at me and said, Daddy, why, why do we have to do everything? Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. So I had to have a pause moment uh-huh. um, and just kind of sit back. And, and, and my wife and I had to sit down and kind of talk through, okay, my youngest basically called me out for not having time for us just to be a family and to be us and to do us well. Um, and so I had to start removing myself from some things so that I could make sure that I had the time for him, for Aiden, for my yeah. wife. Um, because I don't, worst case for us is that they get tired of church or they get tired of the gospel. And those are not things that we want. We want them to be encouraged and, and, and love church and love the Lord. Uh, but we have to make sure that we're doing that for them, not just for everybody else. And so I think the time, and how we use that, um, do we just dump stuff on our calendar? Are we intentional with what we put You know, on there, you, so. you said, I, I don't want to just skip over it. You kind of, you just kind of said it and moved on. But I think that what you said about you and Cassie kind of pulled aside and talked. Mm-hmm. Okay, that seems simple. But, I mean, that's exactly what we need to be doing. And and you're, you're married and, you know, step aside with your spouse. Or if you're in a single home and you have kids, there are those times you step aside and maybe find a friend and just talk through scenarios. Um, and, and, but B, you talk about intentional, it's step, it's pulling aside and evaluating and thinking through mm-hmm. instead of just moving on to the next thing. Cause that's what we do. We move on to the next thing and we're never stopping and pausing and reflecting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's, uh, I didn't want to let, let that get sure, by. Absolutely. Um, uh, 20 years of ministry, we've talked about this. Uh, what are some just some general best practices you yeah. that you follow, you encourage other families, other dads, say, hey, you know, here, here's an encouragement. What what yeah, might be some absolutely. of those those real life like actionable things that yeah. we could do? You know, I, I think um, as a as a husband first, um, and then a father second, because we're modeling for our kids how we love and uh, take care of our family. Um, is it's it's maybe not considered like a specific best practice, but it's the um, how are you guarding your own heart and protecting yourself so that you can be the husband and father that you need to be. Um, it's one of those things that uh, um, I want to be able to represent Christ to my kids and represent Christ to my wife. Uh, and so I've got to, I've got to put in protections for myself. You know, who the people that are around me, are they people that are encouraging me in being a father and being in a husband? Um, are they the ones who can speak truth and say, Brad, before my son has to say it, if you looked at your schedule, when are you spending time with your family? Like, yeah. what have you done? Yeah. So how are you surrounding yourself with people that can hold you accountable? Um, and not, not from a negative standpoint, from a positive standpoint, um, and I think that that's an important part because once you guard yourself, your next task is you got to guard your wife's heart mm-hmm. um, or the mother of your children's heart. And for me, I've got to be able to lift my wife up and, and let, let her get beat down by the day, everyday life for her and then coming home and dealing with everyday life for our family. And mm-hmm. so I've got to be able to put heads around her. 
and yeah. protect her. I at think the same notice, time. yeah, because you we have to be observant and aware of the vulnerabilities mm-hmm. uh, that are in our uh, our own families' lives, mm-hmm. members' lives. Mm-hmm. You talked about we talked about just general obstacles, and there's specific things in our kids' mm-hmm. lives, or maybe in our spouses. There's mm-hmm. Things that we're all susceptible to, mm-hmm. and so you know, I like that being observant. Absolutely, yeah. And then if you dive, if you drive that guard part down in, is is how are you guarding your kids' hearts, and how are you mm-hmm. keeping them innocent and and um, sort of protected? Because um, that's one of our first tasks in the scriptures is basically as a family is how are we training up our kids, how are we loving our kids, how are we showing them uh, who Christ is, and how in the world today there's so many things that are out there to gather their attention. Uh, whether it be electronics, whether it be uh, friends or different things at school or whatever. And so we've got to be willing to stand up and and hold that accountable. In our house, it's simple as we, you know, our kids don't have phones right now um, because we don't want them to be distracted yeah. from other things. And so that's just that little things, but there's all kinds of things out there that um, is how are you guarding who they are that's in their right. time. I, I so. love you all making that decision in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a culture that, you know, Everybody has a phone, yeah. and to make that decision, um, where the culture is saying, culture says this is successful parenting, mm-hmm. is you give your kids <laughs> these things. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's not the that's yeah. not the scorecard that we use, mm-hmm. and uh, ultimately as as parents, so mm-hmm. absolutely. And I, you know, that I think the best practices um, uh, kind of fall into line there into those things of, of protecting their hearts, protecting who they are. Um, and, um, making sure that you, that every opportunity that you have with your child, um, you're using it, whether we're at our house, uh, one of the things that we, we make sure happen is that I am either going to drop my kids off of school or going to pick them up or both, depending on what the schedule is, mm-hmm. is that there are very few days where I'm not with my kids at least some point in the morning or afternoons yeah, as right. far as that goes. I just make that happen uh, one way or the other. And um, there sure there's days where it doesn't, uh, but that's something as for our family that we want to make happen as, as much as possible. Yeah. It's amazing how yeah. quickly the week moves on Yeah, that if you don't set the time, yeah, it's not going to happen. And yeah. it seems silly. Well, we're, we're just going to assume it's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. Hoping it does, maybe, or yep. or assume it has done has happened. But if we took a, kind of an audit of our time, mm-hmm. with specifically as a family, or maybe with individual members, and I encourage our listeners right now to think through the last week. Now the holiday is a little bit different, sure, yeah, because we were together a lot, maybe, yeah. And now we want some time away. <laughs> yeah, that happens too. So. But just in the in and out average week, mm-hmm. how much time? Yeah, like you just said, your intentionality in a car, talking to your kids one on one, or. Uh, you know, that's that creates opportunities or platforms to build uh, a healthy relationship mm-hmm. for further discussions that will happen. Yeah. And you're building this this yeah. this framework. Yeah. And uh, I think, it, you know, it, in it, the conversations that happen are not always like you. You don't go into saying, hey, I'm going to – there are times where you have to with your kids. You have to plan those moments where yeah. I'm going to have this specific conversation with my sons because it's they're old enough and they need to hear it. Um, but you also want to make sure that building in those times is that it's not so much for you to breathe into them, but for them to ask you, mm-hmm. um, for them to feel comfortable to ask you, hey, this happened at school or this happened at church or, you know, why did that happen on the news today? Like, what yeah. was that all about? 
because sometimes you don't know where their heart is or where their mind is, but their minds are, are processing a lot more than we can ever give them credit for. Uh, and so I want to build in that time and that opportunity for the kid, for my boys to specifically ask me those questions when they're ready to ask them. Um, some of the best conversations, yeah, yeah. Some of the best conversations my wife has with the kids is when she's driving the car, and it drives her crazy because she wants to be able to look them eye in the eye mm-hmm. um, to have those conversations, but she can't. You know, she it's because that's when they're ready is when they're yeah. is when those times are built in. So, let me ask you, and this it may be too personal of a question, but when you when you get to uh, you're a family with two adopted boys, and mm-hmm. they're your kids. I mean, they're all your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we both have worked and come alongside and try to encourage families uh, mm-hmm. where they've adopted or uh, and there may be unique challenges. Mm-hmm. Anything specific there that you could you could think of or that um, that maybe some of our listeners um, could just be aware of is anything if not, that's no, yeah. no, yeah, it it definitely brings on a different flavor when you start thinking about adoption. Um, and in our in our family, we've been very open about adoption. So mm-hmm. both of our boys are aware of everything and the processes and the things that we went through in order to bring them into our family and to choose basically choose. make them choose. That's it. That's to a, make what the a choice. powerful word for those that we've adopted. Yeah. yeah. And so you know that's the um, that's that for us that's a big deal is talking about the adoption. Uh, because that again brings in opportunities for us to talk about how Christ chose us, like God chose a relationship with us, and so um, it's a it's a big deal. But along with that, um, in all honesty, we never want our kids to ever feel like somebody chose to give them up. Yeah, um, and and so we'll with our oldest, Aiden. We you know we we talk about how the birth mother at the time. Um, she said, I'm not choosing to give him up. I'm choosing better for him. Oh, that's good. And so we have to remind that mm. it wasn't a matter of that they didn't love him. It's that they loved him enough to give him an opportunity to be in a family that could provide for what he needed. And so that's, that's kind of where we have to, we have to encourage our kids that way is to lift them up and, and remind them of how God blessed them, um, to be a part of our family, but blessed us because they are a part of our family. Yeah. Well, Brad, man, thanks for uh, for coming in. And I know uh, there's a lot more we could discuss, but uh, hopefully and prayerfully, this is some things to, uh, as you kind of shared your story and shared kind of the background of why and how you do life as a father. But I appreciate you coming in. Glad to. Uh, thanks today. for having me. And, and so let me just turn it back to our listeners, um, to you to be thinking through some uh, some things where we listen to these podcasts and and you know we're always listening kind of through the lens of our own stories uh, as parents as spouses family members um, but I, I want to encourage you to think through as we do most podcasts is to think through two to three actionable steps what are some I will statement like complete I will I will do what uh, in relationship to some things that have kind of resonated in your heart as you listen to kind of Brad share uh just a little snippet of his of his story uh you know the first five podcasts or so first five or six podcasts uh if you go back you you look at as a family ministry here at brentwood baptist church our goal is to equip and inspire and encourage family members to talk about the lord to build strong relationships 
to guard and defend each other, to affirm each other, and to bless each other. That's in a spouse. It's in a marriage relationship. That's in uh, that's parents, that's siblings. It's to do those five. So I, I just want to encourage you, if you haven't listened to those previous episodes, I want to encourage you to go back. Brad talked about intentionality. And so uh, those are five kind of buckets of what are some intentional ways this week. Don't put it off. I think that's some one of the obstacles or threats or dangers is we think we have more time or we'll just do it sometime in the future, but the future never gets here uh, in that in that sense. So I want to encourage you to write some things down um, that Brad had said, maybe that, that resonated something in your heart, uh, and then how are you going to talk with your kids about the Lord? What does it look like? How do you build relationships with them? How do you guard them? Uh, how do you affirm them, who they are in Christ, and how do you bless these these moments of empowering and making Christ known in their lives? So glad you're with us today. I, pr- I pray, and it was very encouraging to me here, to hear from Brad, and I uh, love hearing about other families and what God's doing in and through them. And so um, just want to encourage you, as we do every uh, ending of our podcast, uh, you're thinking, you know, I can't get there, or you don't link, you don't understand my story, or uh, this has never been modeled to me. I only know what it looks like. I can't get to where some of the things y'all are saying because we, we are where we are. And as we end every podcast, just an encouragement, wherever you are as a family, that's a good place to start. So until next time, thank you.